Let's take our Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter number 13. <clears throat> and I have had a cough today. I don't know if it's the weather or what. It's worse. So bear with me. I may have to take a swallow of water every once in a while. Hebrews chapter 13. <clears throat> and just one verse of Scripture, and then we're going to delve into it a little bit more. Familiar, one that many of us know and have recited over the years. In verse number 8, the Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, I've been given a lot of thought over the last month or so of my life and just uh, all the things that are happening. It seems like our world is constantly changing at a, at a rate and at a pace that uh, I don't know that I've seen in my lifetime. It's just absolutely amazing how quickly things are changing. And I, and I got to think about uh, all the things that change in our life. There's so many of them, aren't there? Uh, you know, we certainly can point to the most obvious things and say our society is changing and uh, the social views on different things are changing, laws are changing, uh, politics are changing, governments are changing, our country is changing. But even in, in our lives, you know, I've, I've been sharing with folks that uh, since the COVID, I, I told a, a fellow today, I said, my life is broken into two halves, it seems like now, pre-COVID and post-COVID. And um, even our bodies change, our health changes, and some of us, our weight changes, and uh, so many other areas that is, things are just constantly changing. And if we're not careful, we'll get to a place where we are frustrated by, especially as Christians, and we'll, 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 we'll get to a place where we're not stable and established in all of our ways. There is, uh, the Bible teaches very clearly, and I'm going to teach you something tonight that is no new thing, but it's something that I think we need to be reminded of, and then we're going to draw it out a little bit and, and put some application to it and hopefully hit some areas and some nerves in our lives that even though we know this truth, oftentimes we don't apply it to every area of our life. And so I want us tonight to take a few moments to think about this thought of Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I was listening to a preacher uh, a while back on this topic about the immutability, which is a big word, but it's a word that's used here in the book of Hebrews we'll look at in a few moments. The immutability of God, the fact that He never changes and it uh, doesn't mean that his, uh, uh, his uh, uh, permission for things to happen in this life cannot change based on our decisions. There are times certainly that uh, God has repented or changed his mind of some things. But understand that his nature, his character, never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and I heard one preacher say it this way one time. He said the reason that is is because God has no need for improvement and certainly uh, is not going to get any worse. Uh, and so there's no reason for God to change. And uh, He doesn't get better and better. For Him to get better and better means that He would be lacking in what He is today. And I'm thankful that we have a God who is all in all. And uh, we get to this place in Hebrews, and it's interesting to me that the writer of Hebrews brackets this entire book with the unchangeableness of God. Look with me in Hebrews chapter 1 for a minute. And I had really not put this together until just recently. Hebrews chapter number 1. <clears throat> the writer of Hebrews says, God, and boy, what a way to start a book off, amen? I like that. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past 
unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. So we're speaking here of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he hath made himself, when he had, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he, saith he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. And the angels, he saith, who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But unto the Son, he saith, Thy throne, O God, is what? Forever and ever. The throne of God, the throne of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what God has proclaimed. He says that thy throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of thine hands. They shall perish, notice this, but thou, what? Remainest. They shall all wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. What a thought, that God is the same. He was the same in creation. He was the same uh, into uh, future eternity, and He is still the same today. And I'm thankful that we have a God that never changes in an unchanging world that we live in. In a world where there is so much turmoil and so much chaos that oftentimes gets our minds, we were talking about anxiety a few moments ago, how often we get anxious over these things, don't we? How often our faith wavers in view of these things. And we are needful so often to be reminded that we have an anchor that we can set our souls to that does not move. Look with me in Hebrews chapter number 6. Hebrews chapter number 6. <clears throat> Verse number 17, we'll begin reading. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of the promise, that would be you and I, the immutability of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have, notice this, as an anchor of the soul. Isn't that good? And all these trying times and all these times where the tempests of life begin to blow and our vessel is rocking to and fro and we throw out the anchor, we know that it's going to latch on to something solid that cannot be moved. I don't know about you, but as a Christian, that sure makes me rejoice in the God that I have. I want us to look at a few things by way of application tonight, and hopefully we'll be very brief. I want us to look at a few things that I believe Hebrews chapter 13 speaks about. And we'll make just one or two more statements about this, and then we'll be done. 
Look with me, first of all, in verse number... Uh, we're going to start... In, uh, let's go ahead and start in verse number 5. The writer of Hebrews says this, let your, and this is within context of, of uh, verse number 8, so this is all building for the statement that is made in verse number 8. He says, let your conversation, that's speaking here of our lifestyle, the way we live, manner of life, if you will, let, our, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. Now, I just want to stop right there for a moment and say this. God is unchangeable in His provision for you and I. The Bible says in Philippians chapter number 4, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There is not enough uh, need out there that God does not have the resources to fill. I'm thankful that you and I can be content with such things that we have, knowing that this is something that God has met the need of in our lives. It's certainly a joy to know that He has provided a way of salvation which every man needs. And I'm thankful tonight that He is never changing in that. I mean, if you look down through history and how man has treated God, there have been numerous opportunities for God to say, I'm done, I've, I've, that's, that's it, you've crossed too far. I'm thankful that He is never changing. He's not willing that any should perish that He wasn't all the way back in the Garden of Eden, and He will not be until the end of time itself. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm thankful that we have an unchanging God in His provision for us. Not only in our salvation, which is our greatest need, but isn't it amazing how often God seems to meet even our physical needs? He meets those things that pertain to food and clothing, and, and uh, the Bible even teaches us this, that having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. And there's great contentment. Paul said this, he said, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. He said, listen, I've been where I've had plenty of provision, and there's been times I have been scraping the bottom of the barrel. And he says, I have learned, nevertheless, I have learned in whatsoever state I am, whether it's abased or abounding, therewith to be what? Content. Why could Paul say that? Because he understood that Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he will always provide for his people. Notice it says also in verse number 5, And be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. I love this one. God is constant. God is never changing in his presence with us. The Bible teaches in the psalmist wrote, he said, and I can't quote it directly, but I can give you the gist of it. He said, the psalmist said, if I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. He said, if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I go to the uttermost parts of the earth, thou art there. Can I tell you this? I'm thankful that we have a God that does not change with His presence. I'm glad that when the going gets tough, He doesn't walk away and say, whoa, you're on your own, buddy. I'm thankful that when I'm the one that got myself in the mess, He doesn't just say, well, you made your bed, now you've got to lie in it, I'll see you later. Now, there are certainly consequences for our actions, but I'm thankful that He's there with open arms to take us back the moment we say, Lord, I'm sorry. And not back as a child, but back into His fellowship. Aren't you glad that we have a God whose presence with us is constant? I'm so thankful that we have a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Notice he says in verse number 6, So that we may boldly say. 
Can I tell you this? He is constant in His willingness to give us the power of the Holy Spirit. He is willing to give us the power of the Holy Spirit, and He's constant in this. His desire is that we would be filled with the Spirit. I'm convinced at this point in my life that the times that we are not filled with the Holy Spirit of God is because it's our choice. It's because of things that we have done to quench Him or to grieve Him. For God's will is that we not be drunk with wine, we're in His excess, but that we be filled with the Spirit of God. And this filling of the Spirit of God is, is a, a, a point in our life where our, our will becomes yielded to His will, completely yielded and surrendered. To say, Lord, I don't want what I want anymore, I want what You want. And boy, when God gets a hold of a person like that, I've said it so often before, D.L. Moody made the statement one time, somebody told him, he said, the world is yet to see what a man fully yielded to God can be. And D.L. Moody, just before God really blessed his ministry, got alone with God one night, and he said, by the grace of God, I want to be that man. I want to be the man that God is completely yielded to God and see what God can do through me. God is unchanging in His desire for you and I to have boldness, to have His power resting upon us. Notice He says also in verse number 6, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. I've, I've used this word just because all of them have been peas, and it's easier. I, I'm not big one on alliteration, but it's easier to remember. But can I tell you this? He is never changing in his preservation of us. And all I mean by that is this. He's the one that not only saved us the day we got saved, but he keeps us saved. He's also the one that helps us to having done all to stand. In the day of adversity, when Satan is doing all that he can to cause us to quit and to, and to lay our armor down and quit serving him, he's the one that comes along and strengthens us and tells us and encourages us and tells us not to quit and tells us to keep on going and to press for the mark. He preserves us. He, he's our fortress, the Bible says. He's our high tower. He's our buckler. He's our shield. And we go on and on and on, couldn't we? I'm thankful that he never changes in that. I don't care how bad our society gets. I don't care how bad our politics get. I'll say this. I do care about how bad our churches get, but not in this aspect. Our churches can go completely haywire in America, and God will still be faithful. Let the church do what it's going to. God will not be unfaithful to His character. He will persevere. He will cause us to be strengthened. I was talking to another fellow, a friend of mine, a Christian fellow, the other day. He says, it's amazing to me how God always seems to have a remnant, doesn't He? Always a remnant. No matter how much Satan has tried to destroy the message of the cross, there has always been a remnant. God has always caused there to be some group of people to say, we're going to keep on keeping on. We're going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. What causes that? The faithfulness of our God. You like to say, well, Brother Greg, I have great faith. I think I want to do that. I'll tell you, I'm relying more on His faithfulness to me than my faith to Him because the truth is I fail Him. He helps us persevere, doesn't He? He helps us to preserve us. Notice verse number 7, He says, Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the Word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. He's never changing in the fact that He makes His way and His plan clear. You say, Brother Greg, how do I know how to live my life? He's given us His Word, hasn't He? 
Look what verse 7 says. Remember them which have the rule over you who have spoken unto you the what? The laws of man? No. The, the, the opinions of society. That will help us, won't it? No. What, what are these rulers that are helping us walk the right way? They say the Word of God to us, don't they? He makes His path plain. He says the yea is yea and the nay is nay. He says the right is right and the wrong is wrong. He clears up for us the way that we're to live our lives. He even teaches us how we're supposed to behave ourselves. Isn't that a wonderful thing? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We go on. We could read on down through the rest of this chapter. And it's a great chapter to read. But I want to make this statement, and then we'll, just, we'll close there tonight. I'll just, if I had more time, we'd develop this a little further. Maybe we'll do that uh, another night or another, maybe next Wednesday night we'll expound on it a little further because, boy, this is good. But can I tell you this, that God stepped out on nothing and created, didn't He? Powerful, powerful. Everything. You know, I, I, was, I was reading some things uh, about, I, I like science and, and astronomy, and I always am trying to find ways to frustrate an evolutionist, you know, with scientific things that are just unexplainable by way of evolution. You look at the sun, and the sun is burning billions of tons of itself up every second of the day. Can you imagine if that sun has been billions of years old, how big it had to be? It had to burn the earth up. There's no way it could have even existed then. But it, given God's timeline, it's just been just right for the world, hasn't it? Been just right for the world. You look at the power of the sun. I mean, here we are so many miles away from it and the heat that it gives. And the light that it gives. I've had some pretty bright lights before. Gone into my garage, turned them on over top, and boy, it's bright. It lights up the room as a daylight, and then you crawl under your car. You can't see a thing up under your car. But you take that car outside, you crawl up under your car. The light that God gives is so much more powerful, isn't it? And then I read from these astrologers, and they say that that sun that we have, that's just a small one. That's one of the little ones. There are some out there that are way bigger than that one. And God, out of His own self, stepped out on nothing and spoke. And there it was. That's the kind of God we have. You start reading how God worked in the hearts and lives of men miraculously. We've been studying Exodus. Well, what miracle after miracle we were seeing God do. His mighty hand at work. He controls nature. He causes the Red Sea to part. There's a battle that takes place and God, God causes the sun to stand still. Have you ever thought of what that took? Either He had to speed the sun up really, really fast or He had to slow the world down really, really slow. Either one is amazing to me. The fact that He could come over the nation of Israel and in judgment with the angel of the Lord in just a few moments, kill hundreds of thousands of folks that just His will being done. The fact that He could come to this earth in human form. You ever thought of what a miracle that is? Think of the miracles that God has done all through history. And the Bible says He is the same yesterday. That God that He has been throughout all of history past, get this, is the same God we have today. 
with the same power, with the same ability to do everything He's already done. I don't know about you, but I get excited. I start reading the book of Revelation. Look at what God's getting ready to do. I mean, I, I'm telling you, it's going to be something. For the lost, it's going to be terrifying. Satan's going to get all these things together, all these armies together, and try to defeat God. And he knows he's not going to, but he's going to try. You know, the Bible tells us in Revelation, God's not even going to fight the battle. He's going to defeat them by the word of his mouth. That's how big our God is. Same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I tell you this? We oftentimes forget that this God that we're so amazed by in the Old Testament, the God that we are so amazed by in the book of Revelation, is our God that helps us get through the day today. I want to remind us of that. I hope it will strengthen us in our boldness, in our faith, in our service, because I believe if we're not careful so often, we minimize God in our minds. Oh, we don't intend to, but our faith becomes very, very small. I love this verse. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, the same forever. He's also going to be the one that's the same today. I'm thankful the writer of Hebrews puts it in the right order there, but I want us to think of that truth, that all of the things that we see God that's going, that God is going to do and all the things that we've already seen God do are the same things that He can do today. Oh, that we would trust Him more. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I've proved Him, or and or. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust Him more. You remember the, the man that came to Jesus Christ. He's asking for, during his earthly ministry, he's asking for him to heal his son. And uh, Jesus said, okay, we'll come and we'll take a look at him. He said, no, you don't even need to come. He said, all I need you to do is speak the word. And Jesus commended him. He said, I've not seen so great a faith. Even in Israel, he said, I've not seen so great a faith. He told the man, he said, if thou believest, all things are possible. You remember what he said? He said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my what? My unbelief. We're here tonight. It's a Wednesday night crowd. I'm not doubting as a pastor that we got people here tonight that believe that God can do this stuff. I'm just saying sometimes we minimize it. Sometimes we lose sight of the fact that the same God who's done all of this and the same God that's going to do all of this is the God that we have today. He can give us our provisions. He can give us His presence, His power. He certainly can preserve us. And He can make well, plain, His plan for our life. So I want to encourage us in that. Hopefully it will strengthen our faith tonight. And maybe we'll go out here ready to, to serve the Lord a little bit more. All right, let's stand together. We'll be dismissed in prayer. Father, we're so thankful for your word. Lord, help us to be reminded of this truth. Lord, a simple truth, nothing great, nothing profound, nothing new. It's not something we're going to leave here saying, boy, I never knew that before. But, Lord, something that I hope we leave here saying, boy, I sure needed that. I needed to be reminded. And Father, I pray that you would help us to constantly 
live with eternity in view. You've given us a great task to do, a great work to be done. And Lord, if, if we are correct in our belief that your coming is very, very near, then Father, I pray that you would help us to understand the urgency of the day that we live in of being a servant for you to, to reach people with the gospel, to share it everywhere we go. And then, Father, that we would be faithful with our eyes uplifted, that we would be encouraged and strengthened in an ever-changing world, that this would be the rock that we can anchor our souls to, steadfast and sure. And Father, that we would not be wavered, we would not be swayed. I pray that you would give us the strength of faith and the strength of character needed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.